1: My name is Tyler Tisdell from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. This is my new song, Holding Back Time, and this is Porch Talk.
0: Steady as a string, flowing straight from my eyes as the colors turn. From blues into gray Here comes the sun The it rises up high Pouring all the light Back in my eyes No, oh, now I'm in a war I can't seem to find balance in the way. No, why is it always the same? I'm just foolishly holding back time. see they're all against me i can feel that shit deep in my bones well, that's just all talk but ain't no one's fault all oh, my heart is full of nothing but love No, oh, now I'm in a war with myself. I can't seem to find balance in the way. No, oh, why is it always the same? I'm just foolishly holding back time, holding back Balancing the way. Do I? Is it always the same? I'm just foolishly holding back time. Do I? Is it always the same? I'm just foolishly holding back time? Holdin back time.
2: Welcome you to Ports Talk. This is your host Alan. We're at the Sunstroke House. Welcome back, everybody. Tyler Tisdale is here. <laughs>
1: What's up, my man? You played a
2: show? Is that real?
1: That just happened.
2: Tyler just Tisdale, happened. I mean, in and of itself, is that real? What is that? <laughs> what are you, man?
1: Oh, dude! Oh, what a question! I don't know that I've been to enough therapy yet oh.
2: to figure that out. <laughs> oh, welcome to the porch talk therapy. We about let's to get there, d- baby. Let's dig in. <laughs> this is Tyler, dude. Uh, start a therapy session. Where are you from, dude? Where'd you grow up?
1: Um. So I grew up. Um. I kinda of split time a lot between uh Petal, Mississippi and uh Moselle, Mississippi, which is basically I grew up on the Jones County, Forest County line. Um little road called East Butchie Road. Um Yeah, man, just grew up There's um, gotta
2: be a song about that somewhere.
1: It's got to be, man. I hadn't found it yet, but I'm working on it, man. I, I've been say that road
2: I've, name one more time.
1: East of Butchie Road, man. I, love I really, that. I know. I, I want to write a song about it, but I hadn't done it yet. It hadn't hit me yet.
2: I feel that way too. Right. I grew up on a road called Mount Carmel. Ooh,
1: that's a good one too. And it's
2: an old church, full yeah, of. Uh, you familiar with them old Calvinists? Yeah, man. Them old Baptist Calvinists. Yeah, man. It's where my great grandfather went to church. Man. And. Uh, it's a it's a graveyard full of my kin. Yeah, and that's that's at the end of that road, but we live at the other end of that road. You hear what I'm saying, dude? That's awesome. So man. like, what a what a story, what a soul, right?
1: Man, so like my I'm similar to my mom's side of the family, uh, my m- mom's mom's side of the family was all Sullivans. And they all grew up in Sullivan's Hollow.
2: <laughs> so you you picking up what I'm laying yeah. down here, baby. I get what
1: you're talking about right now, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was a hill or a hollow where these people were from, <laughs> and they were from there, and they were holding it down,
1: holding it down, still holding it down. Matter man, of fact, still out there. to this day. To this day, man, they ain't, going ain't to giving anywhere. it up.
2: No, hell, no. I ain't giving it up, dude. A little bit about you, though, dude.
1: Man, yeah, so I grew up, uh, I grew up out there, and, uh, I, um, had a good childhood, man. I got two awesome parents, man. We had a, uh, and I, I got an older brother, uh, Zach, man, and, uh, we grew up, we had a good time, man. Played a lot of sports, that was what we were big into growing up, Yeah. You know, okay. My, my dad had us in sports, my brother played, uh college baseball and uh oh he was yeah. yeah he played at uh pearl river community college and then he went on and played d1 ball at nickel state university get on up Louisiana. here dude tisdale's um, doing it and uh i play i was the football player in the family and uh, i earned a full ride to south alabama in mobile um another tie to Alabama that I was another talking
2: about another yeah we're, we're tying um, y'all don't know that yet but we're gonna tie we're gonna tie all that together
1: <laughs> it'll make sense later um but yeah man um I uh that was uh I went I didn't it didn't last but a week
2: <laughs> I went down there and <laughs> what was uh, on your mind at that time Tyler what was going on not football here? man not yeah. football
1: that was about the last thing on my mind man I yeah. was just trying to have a good time man so you gotta understand what they do to these kids man like so What's I graduated... Going on around here? I graduated, um, on um, I, I graduated on a Monday night. I walked across from high school. I graduated on Monday night. I walked across the stage, you know, did the whole deal, the cap and gown. Did you show your ass? Went and partied with my buddies that you night. You showed and, your ass. <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> I, it, I did not. I, dude, we didn't have anybody that did anything crazy like that. We were lame, man. Oh. Um, but we... Uh, so we... We, did, we went and partied, and, you know, I got to see all my friends, and then woke up at, like, the ass crack of dawn on Tuesday and was in, graduated Monday, Monday night, and Tuesday morning, I was moved into my dorm in Mobile, and by noon was in my first college class. Mercy. I was, like, shell-shocked, dude. No time in between that. And you get there, and they're like, I hope you hugged your parents. You're not going home for the next five years. Like, they're like, you're here now. Like, this is your life. That was freshman year kind of thing. Yeah, man, so I'm barely 18, you know. I I, My birthday's in February, so I had just turned 18. And, uh, you know, never really left home before or anything. And, man, it was just, uh, you know, I was... Wasn't into music at this point, so I was... Yeah, I was was about to get to that. Definitely figuring myself out, you know what I mean? And just didn't know...
2: So you're 18, 19, and you're just holed up in a dorm room. Yeah, man. And, you know... What what was you... You you was in basic studies? I was partying, was all I (laughs) was (laughs) doing. He he was studying anatomy, if anything, I think I, I
1: had some kind of government class and something else, but, dude, I... I think I went to class twice and the week I was there. I went to class twice and I missed every uh, football meeting. I was supposed to go to that weekend, like every we workout, fulfilling remember. anything. I didn't go to anything, man. They called me like, "What is going on, man?" And I was like, "I think I'm going home."
2: <laughs> <laughs> going back to pedal, baby.
1: <laughs> had to, man. I, ain't I had to get out of there. I just that how it went down. For so you? yeah, man. It is really that is how it went down, man. And I didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but. I knew that so like high school football and college football are two totally different things high school football it's like oh, you've been playing with the same dude since you were like 10 years old you know what I mean like you've like there's a camaraderie there that Ooh. you're gonna have to like rebuild that with these guys, but like as men now, you know, like as eighteen year olds, like and, th- and up to well, twenty two year olds, like you're
2: competing you're, against monsters,
1: and everybody's goal is trying to make it to the league, so everybody's looking out for number one. It's not really like it's cutthroat, dude. You know, it's a cutthroat one. Even at the college level, once you get to that level, it's kind of like can you that. say
2: that about the industry that you're <coughs> in now, baby.
1: And you know, I like. You know, they kept telling me that they wanted me to gain weight, gain weight, gain weight. And I was already as big as I'd ever been and was like getting uncomfortable out there. I was, I was an offensive lineman. So like they wanted me to weigh like 315 and I was weighing like 285. I was like, "I'm plenty big, man. Like I don't need to get any bigger than this and to play center, you know what I mean? I was like, "Come on, 6'3, oh. 285. Like that's plenty big, you know." Back on that baby. important and position. They uh they just, I don't know, man. They they wasn't happy These and motherfuckers. <coughs> excuse me, and uh but man, I, so I just I don't know, man. I was uncomfortable. Everything, all the red flags were there, and everything was screaming, just go home. You know what I mean? Like this, go home and figure Girl. out what you want to be. And they, the I will say this. Shout out to uh, Coach Rodriguez and all the other coaches that recruited me there. Um, they very much were like go home for a few days and sleep on it think on it and, mm. and figure it out and make sure this is real. they are like you can come back if you want to come back but go home for a few days and figure out what you want to do
2: shout out to those guys so they were actually super cool they're few and far between I've, yeah. I've had so many people they would have like told anybody
1: else you know I mean like any, or any other school would have told the player like alright yeah. bye we got somebody else already filled in the spot you're good yeah dude yeah so shout out to them for being like go think on that for a few mm. days and make sure that's what you want but he called me, like, a week later, and I still felt the same way. I was like, I'm good. I'm staying here, man. I appreciate You're it. You're done, dude. Yeah. So my parents were like, okay. You no, know, nobody was happy, but they were like, okay, well... Uh, you know, go get a job. You're a roommate now. You owe us money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, All right, over, man. dude. Yeah, you know. So I went and got a job, and I've been working ever since. I stayed with them for. What
2: was the older brother doing at this time? Months. He
1: was still playing ball, man. So my brother played college ball for six years. Man, he got hurt. Is that real? He got medical redshirt twice. Yeah, man. Six years. He was. He was. Older than oh, some man. of his coaches by the end of it. <laughs> uh, so you can, but, you, dude, he played, the man. The Tisdales like, he, had pre- pedigree. Dude, he, he played, man, and he was, a, he was a damn good ball player, man. I used to love going to his games and watching him play, man. He uh, just, unfortunately, was very injury-prone. Um, I think he could have done something with it, had you know luck going a different way with him, but... Tore his ACL mm. a couple times and, uh, and shoulder surgery and all that, sure. man. So he, uh, you know, it was once it was time, it was time. Um, but, man, he's got a great job now and he's killing it, and making a good living. Married Shout out to him. Wife's baby. making a good living, man. They're doing great. That's what it's
2: all about, keeping it alive. Tisdale's <coughs> is doing fine.
1: They're doing good, man. We're, everybody's good. Mom and dad are good these days. My mom's uh, getting ready to retire this month. Next week she's retiring, and uh, and then my dad is retiring next year, man. So, yeah, it's uh, it's about we're about to see what that's all. Are about. y'all a family? <laughs> are
2: y'all a family of speeches? Speeches? Yeah, like, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, dude, like I remember. I dated this girl back uh, late high school early college if it's a
1: speech there's a joke involved somewhere with my family <laughs> yeah they did it might as well not be a speech I remember yeah. like uh, this
2: was early like I was 1920, and I was invited to this wedding and my, my girl at the time right and uh, you don't have to be shy about that baby let's just let it ride but uh, I remember being at this wedding and there were speeches and like Usually, like when you think about a wedding speech, you're thinking, now we about, did
1: do speeches at my wedding. Just I'll say that.
2: Oh, it's this, it's not a rarity, yeah, but it was
1: nobody from my family. But I mean, like, this, this, <laughs> this, this was this
2: family's thing. Like, uh, you could tell, oh, wow. like, uh, they were like, it was speech. Oh, like, wow, that's what it's, they were it's into. Speech time, <laughs> yeah, it's communication time 101, baby. Take it a real.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, hey, look, you know. At least, uh, at least in, in this, we're coming into now where like communication's a thing here, right? You know, at least the communication's good oh, in the but it, it, Yeah. No you kidding. You know what I mean?
2: No <laughs> No kidding. <laughs>
1: You know, we all, I'm sure you're like, Rick, you and I are kind of like the tail end of like, uh, you know, the era of sweeping <laughs> under the rug on like, let's not really
2: talk. Oh, uh, yeah. Things. Yeah, no kidding. Like, we're the tail end <laughs> yeah. of uh, talk on the phone versus a text message. Right? Yes,
1: yes, 1,000%.
2: You man. know, we, yeah, you're Just absolutely right.
1: Just call me, dude.
2: Like, you're a caller?
1: I hate texting,
2: man. Oh, dude. You're on the, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Really? Dude, it, like, if, if you cannot say it in a text you have to call but yeah. if it can be said in 10 words do that
1: yes okay now 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 we're getting now if you want to really like dissect this then like yeah oh yeah i'm, I'm dissecting so like, maybe. so yes if it's a quick message kind of thing the one i like when i prefer to text is when it's something where i don't even need a response
2: you know what i mean like
1: for for I just need to see that you read it and that, that we're good.
2: For example, like
1: the, the thumbs up on it. Or our, something.
2: our text between setting this up. Yes, that's a perfect example yes. of like oh, there was no phone call, call needed. It,
1: I wanted to call you so bad though, like because of how confused I was by what was going on at first between <laughs> our communication with Bud. Yeah, I was like, I just want to call him and get this figured yeah. out, but yeah. I was like. He might not be able to answer the phone right now. I wasn't. Like, like, I'm just going to text. It's fine.
2: I would have, though. I would have. I was voice
1: I, texting, though. I hope it wasn't confusing.
2: I was no, driving. No, no. no we, uh, we solved it out quick. Dude, uh... It Once worried. I
1: knew you were going to be here, I was like, oh, well, yeah, let's no, just probably. go with the original plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, dude, it's so, it's so thought, rare. He was like. I even thought it was Bud's podcast. That's how confused I does was. Does he have a rate. podcast? No, I don't think so. But I. I was like,
2: Fuck yeah, He dude. messaged
1: me and was like, so you want to do the podcast before <laughs> or after? And I was like, I guess Bud's got a podcast. We'll do it <laughs> after, man, if you're going to be there, you know. Uh,
2: that, that is my preference. And then
1: he was like, let me talk to Alan. And I was like, who's. <laughs> Allen. <laughs> like, hey, you ain't met and this then, guy yet. And then we got it figured out and I was like, oh, alright. Yeah, shout got. out,
2: Buddy he just wrote this book called Side Tracks. I'm going to have him on the Shutter Talk about it. But Bud is incredible. Bud Gambrel from the Huntsville area. Check out his book on the Side Tracks music venue.
1: Unique guy, man. Fantastic Thank- photographer.
2: Thankful for him. Does great shots. We talked a little bit about growing up sports and all this and that, but yeah. man, when would you was it guitar first or what, so, what, what What moved you Tyler? So my dad
1: picks a little bit. My dad plays guitar and he was the first person that like got me interested in it. Um, my dad's real big into like Jim Croce, James Taylor, uh, uh, Bob Seeger, you know. Um,
2: you grew up with a rare one, buddy.
1: Yeah, man. My dad was always into the songwriters, man. Like he's uh my dad's a Bob Skaggs fan, you know what I mean? Like my, <laughs> my dad's like <laughs> Shout out to yeah, him, baby. Man, he's uh he's a, a deep cuts kind of guy, you know. Um like that guy already. Yeah. Pops is cool, man. He's into some cool stuff. Um and uh yeah we always me and him always shared a big love for uh Joe Crocker, man. Like we both just love Joe Crocker, man.
2: Um, how as old a are performer. you? Um, so J- you all going was, out to the river with this as a teenager. What were you so doing? I man? was
1: probably, I got my first guitar from my dad. Um, I'd say when I was like 10, between 10 and 13 years old, somewhere in there. Um, and then I was like, he was showing me chords he bought me an electric guitar first. We bought really? like a little red Squire. I'll never forget a little red Squire uh, Stratocaster with a little solid uh, solid state little tiny Marshall uh, amp.
2: <laughs> okay. and
1: that was my first setup, man. How are you getting it ready? And he uh, he showed me my first chords, and he bought the same exact setup for my brother and for me. He was like, one of them's gonna get in. One Both of them's of gonna y'all? be yeah. One of them's gonna be interested. And uh, because he knew that one of us is going to, either both of us or one of us is going to be interested, and whichever one's not interested, the other one's going to want the other one's stuff eventually. Mm-hmm. Like The one of them will end up with both guitars. You were not so, yeah. interested, were you? And uh, I was immediately, man. Oh. I My brother hated it. He tried to learn it for a second. He was just like, ah, I'm over this. So I ended up with both the guitars and both amps, and like, i I got into it. My dad was showing me chords. I was interested. I was starting to pick it up. And then, um, my dad, uh, I we went to this church that had like a very, uh, involved, uh, youth group. Oh, and yeah, so our youth minister played and sang and he led worship. Uh, for the youth, Welcome like Wednesday night music,
2: music ministry.
1: Yeah, man. And, uh, so my dad took me over to his house one day and asked him to start giving me guitar lessons, um, and like teaching me to play in church. And so I took, uh, Brian Hennett, shout out Brian, um, taught me my first, like, he got me to the point of like playing songs, you know, and he would let me come, uh, to church and sit in and help him play along with him and uh did that for a while and uh, Brian actually uh, married my wife and I as well we just got married last October and Brian married us um, oh, so he's uh, two big two big milestones in my life that he's yeah, uh, been dude. there for shout out man um, but yeah man so we uh, I did that till I was about 15 and then I, once I started high school like sports just took over man sports took over really? my whole life uh, once I got to high school that was, uh, it was, I just lived and breathed football, man. That was what I was all about. And, uh, that and, you know, being an idiot with my now, friends. Now, where you grew up, where you, where you grew
2: up in Pedal, I gotta ask. Um, so... Where, where do your affiliations
1: lie? Um, Leeville, baby. Leeville. Um, so When it Leeville comes is, to collegiate. Oh, uh, collegiate? Like, who's my school collegiately? USM. That's all I care about. You say them. uh, Southern Miss. Southern Miss. The Golden Eagles. I've never been an Ole Miss fan. I've never been a Mississippi State fan. I've only ever been a Southern Miss fan. I don't even have, like, an SEC team or, like, a. am a Southern fan, but I pull for this big school. Like, I don't do any of that. I'm Southern Miss, ride or die.
2: I got a lot of respect for that. Yeah, man. I respect that.
1: I love them, man. It's my hometown team, dude. I love them. Hell yeah, dude. They're badass in baseball. (laughs) They <laughs> they Yeah, we had a good basketball season, you know. i was about to say, I think this move to the Sunbelt Conference has been really good for us. Uh I'm not against it. I've really pulled for it. I think the Sunbelt Conference is coming on. And South Alabama is like our rival now. You know, the school that it recruited me, that's like our biggest rival now. Yeah, <laughs> I love Yeah, you're in, a, you're in a paradigm shift. Not at all. Uh, he's like, I don't even care, I don't dude. even care, dude. I never even put on a jersey <coughs> there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't even put on a practice jersey.
2: <laughs> dude, the party was so good, I wasn't even worried about it, okay? I
1: wasn't, Moving dude. on. I never even saw the locker room I don't think
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude like how many how many people have I literally stayed in my like dorm I met this
1: one dude in one of my classes and I and I hung out with him and stayed in my dorm the whole time that was it we just like <laughs> he showed me around my bill and that was it oh and then my brother one of his teammates uh from Nickel State was from Mobile, mm. and so when they were he happened to be the week I was there they happened to be home from school and so he was, like, taking me around, too, and showing me my bill and what all there was to do. And I was like, it's cool, man. I'm probably not going to be here much
2: longer. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to worry I'll about
1: ch- it. I'll check it out another time. Let's gotta, just Let's play go have man. a beer or something. <laughs> yeah, let's
2: just let's try it. Let's have go a good time some, while we're here. Go
1: play some disc golf and get out of here. <laughs> hey, my man. Yeah, yeah, disc
2: golf. I can relate with I that. I used
1: to play a lot, man, and I, don't, I, don't, I haven't played in forever, but I used to love it. It was fun.
2: Yeah, it was a good time. Had a so, lot of buddies um,
1: to play. Mm. I'm starting. I'm trying to get into real golf.
2: Oh, dude! Like I want to,
1: I want to start actually playing golf. Like, I got my dad's got an extra set of clubs. Just kind of staring at me lately. I kind of want to just go play. I think I want to start uh, with top golf though. <laughs> that, I want to start with like just that's hanging fun. Out and playing top golf. It's a lot
2: of fun. Yeah, but that is go not go. how you approach the game. <laughs> you know it's like uh like i want to play golf and you go play yeah. disc golf or something now disc golf is a lot of fun but that is not the way, nope, way. <laughs> yeah you can't remember your shit Remember your shit <laughs> i'm
1: already screwed up. just don't go off please don't go
2: off. yeah all you listeners out there we're talking about uh, the direction of the conversation for all you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Tyler dude, um when would you begin to truly pave your way? Yeah so, I know uh, I know we have I know we have band talk, but when would you begin to pave your way as a as a musician, as a songwriter?
1: So actually I played tonight at the show tonight I played you guys the first song I ever wrote. Um did you open with that? The last song I played. The last song I played was the.
2: You first You closed
1: song I, with it. I closed with it. Yeah, I've been. That's bringing, wild, dude. I brought it back for the last couple of shows and uh, the last like handful of shows. How's that feel? And uh, feels good, man. I've avoided it for a long time. And why, I mean, dude? I don't know why. I've avoided bringing it back. It's, I think it's just because it's the first song I ever wrote, and I think as a writer, you just in you, your mentally, you feel like you've evolved <coughs> so much since then. You know? But then I got onto the onto the side of like I was like, Yeah, you've evolved a lot since then, so rework it and make it what you yeah. are now, you know. And so I always I felt feel like I've kinda
2: done that. I always felt weird about that. One of my favorite bands growing up, especially in high school and even in like early college years, was Cross Canadian Ragweed and Coded okay. Canada of uh, you know, years down the road way like five years like you what know what are
1: your ties to canada we talked about canada earlier
2: cross cross canadian can cross canadian ragweed is from texas oh i thought you said something about Cross cars. is uh <laughs> is cody cross okay. uh every, every every name means something canadian is cody canada and ragweed okay. is the lead guitar player that was his ah, last name i'm got you. i with you yeah there. it's a uh it's a texas road dirt southern rock band I'm into it. Let's, From back in the early it. 2000s. They're, they're no longer in existence. Can uh, you the, listen to them? Oh, hell yeah, you can. Yeah? I want to check it but, out. But, I mean, you, I don't. I doubt you can see it live.
1: Why? Well, uh, I can pull it up on Spotify, I'd like to check
2: it out. I mean, yeah, you can totally do that. I still listen to it every day, dude. It's it's a real thing for me. But um, it was one thing that really hurt my feelings, because like the first time I saw him was in Starville. Yeah. And this was back... Five, ten years ago, and I don't know if you remember how hard it was to get in the Starville because they would set roadblocks everywhere. So
1: okay, man. Oh this boy. is gonna sound funny to you. Um I've never I've played one show in Starkville at Dave's uh Dark Horse. That's a good place. With my old band. Um we played a show there but we didn't like leave Dave's. We literally hung out at Dave's and then drove home immediately. And that was the extent of my experience in Star Wars. Yeah. I've never hung out. I've never gone to a game. I've never. Anything. It's
2: changed a lot over the years. Dude, but like, but I have
1: heard that the cops are extremely.
2: Tough. Yeah. Back in that day, dude, like just go, just trying to get into town, dude. Yeah. It's a roadblock waiting on you. And That's it was, crazy. it was that way then. It was 10 years ago. It's not just that way now. trying to
1: the riffraff out, I guess, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah.
2: Didn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do no good, did it?
2: Still here, but uh, yeah. Went to that, went to that show, dude, and it was, it was dope, dude. Cause it was the first time I'd seen in like a one of my favorite bands like not at a festival, like you yeah, know, yeah, in kind of a rowdy place that was real small venue to where like you actually kind of relate. You could like, you know. Throw a pebble and hit Cody on the stage. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, imagine how you feel tonight. To where, like, I could say a word to you. Yeah. And you heard me.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You no, know,
2: it takes. It's a. It's a different feel.
1: It is, man.
2: And uh, I. Just, I just remember that the entire progression, and just being. a little disappointed with them really and I'm over it now because like Cody's trying to do his own thing and like Cross Canadian Ragweed they had a great run and I don't think it's anything that anybody should be upset about fans or them or anybody but look man I'll say you know like when I go to requesting those old songs and I guess that brings it back it's like you played your first song yeah yeah if I were to request an old song of yours at your show five ten years later and he's like I don't play that anymore. I was yeah, kind of, where the, where'd you go? Well,
1: I also, you know, maybe, maybe I'll feel differently about this one day. But I also, oh. I also feel like if someone requests your song, a song that you wrote, yeah. someone shouts out a song that you wrote, rarity, cool. you owe them that song. You should play it for them mm-hmm. because. Yeah, you know, someone I will turn down someone just yelling out some cover they want. Yeah, get.
2: you want some All Alan long, Jackson? You go back. sit out in your car.
1: You know what I mean? It's not what we're here for. But if someone yells out your song, and that means that they listen to your music, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like you owe them that song, man. Play them that song. You know, Fair. and maybe, maybe I'll feel differently one day. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what I'll feel like, you know, ten, fifteen years from now, but. Right now I feel like, you know, you own that song, man. They they're there to see you obviously, you know. So yeah. play them what they want to hear. Like tonight,
2: you know? dude. Like tonight. Um and just to wrap that in a bow is uh my relationship with Cross Canadian Ragweed and Cody Canada when he refused to play a song of old he didn't want to play anymore because he had moved on. I respect it. But also, yeah. as the way that we just described it, I was a little disappointed. But I feel that maybe it was but,
1: still tender though, because I I have something to say on that too. Let's because I've been there, uh, and I will tell you this: that the hardest, one of the hardest things to do in the world is keep a band together. It's tough, man. It's really hard. It's Life, even, right? Even like just to keep a band together, man. Like just like. When you're, when you're, we were a five piece band. I was in a band for five years. And I, do, I, you know, poured everything into that band and loved it. And we all just grew apart. But it happens, man. And it's, you know, it's You Can't like, be
2: mad about it, can you?
1: No, man. It, It's tender at first, you know, because it's like going through a breakup, man. My wife, so my wife and I had been dating for, we were in like the first or so year of dating when our my band split up. And my wife will tell you, man, like she's, she would tell you, I watched that motherfucker go through a breakup. I watched him like, like mourn a relationship. You know what I mean? Like I was in the, I was in a dark place with that shit, man. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's like when you're in a band, you got four You got four girlfriends, and then you have your actual girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to put it, dude. You're so right. That's what it is, man. It's a relationship, dude. It's family. Right? wants to talk about his family. What do you do with your family? <laughs> you fight with them, man. That's what I do with my family. Tooth and if nail. We're, if we're together in a room for long enough, we're going to argue about something. I got, you know? uh, I
2: got dismissed. Especially from, me and my brother. You I know? got like, dismissed from the latest band that I was because like I got a little too hot with the front man. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he made the wrong decision. And I also don't believe that I said the wrong thing. Yeah. And he and I both moved on and we're cool. Yeah. But we have never addressed what I said and how he reacted. Yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, man. And if we would do that. Yeah. We would probably be playing together today.
1: Yeah, man. So like, And ain't that weird, dude. And with my guys, it's like, we're all cool now. Everybody's fine. Like, every person that left that band went to something bigger and better. Had a bigger Miami.
2: understanding you of it. You know, right? we
1: all we all benefited from leaving that band. So, I mean, I, you know, it Davis. was the right Shout thing. Out to you know? Shout out to yeah, man. We've got a cool little music scene, yeah. man. we got not, cool right. music scene, comedy scene, man. We've got it going on down there. We could talk about
2: that for a little while, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> I had a comedy show open for me last night. <laughs> Shout
2: out to you, baby. <laughs> I try to be. I try. I try to be with that dude. Like I, I try so hard for that. Like I host open mic here in town at Munson's. Yeah. And um, I want poetry. I want yeah. comedy. I want any and Hope everything. City
1: Comedy, man. You should check it out. Hattiesburg's comedy scene. It's like when's a, it going? They got on? a Facebook page. When's Hope it going? Comedy.
2: Do what? When they do it.
1: So they got there's two up in my in town that I know of. There's one at uh Southern Prohibition, the uh Sopro, the brewery is, uh, in town. Dope ass brewery. It's so good, man. The beers are great. Go check it out. And they're a restaurant now too. They they got food now. It's like, uh, and man, liquor. Skipping they, the got, game. they got the they're full bar, dude. They got well, liquor in the whole. Oh shit. It's a full on hangout. Man. Call me a cat. Um but, dude, they have an open mic really good. That's that's a, that's a great open mic for comedy. Uh, they do that, I think it's every week. Or it's week, bi-weekly once a month or something. Um, but uh, they've got a great one. <clears throat> I think it's weekly, man. But they got a great one. And then uh, The Porter, um, another spot in downtown Hattiesburg. They have an open mic as well, I believe. Um, or I know they did, at least. I think they're still doing it. But, um, man, I'm so out of touch with the scene now, man, because I'm on the road so much. Um, How's that feel? Feels great, man. Feels really good. I only play Hattiesburg like two or three, at most, like four times a that year. that where you say
2: you cut your teeth?
1: Oh, yeah. 1,000%. How'd you cut them, dude? Just for those um, listening. So, it definitely... Um, so, okay. I'll give you the... I'll tell you how I got into it. Um, so, like, I came back from... Um,
2: you know, playing ball, on playing the coast. ball, and
1: all that, and uh, I came back and I got into the restaurant business. Man, I was a a cook for ten years. Man, I. I... Love working in the kitchen, man, and I—I I literally got to the point where like my my back and feet couldn't handle it anymore, man. I had to, what I had, to, I had to get out, I had to hang up my my apron.
2: <laughs> my man, my man, hang up the shoulder pads dude. for a spatula.
1: Straight up, dude. I love cooking, man. I love it. It's cool, very man. Therapeutic, man. I'm the one that cooks at home, man. I love cooking, dude. Alright, um, oh, so uh, man. if if like if they, like so if I were if the music thing never worked out. I would honestly probably like go to culinary school and like really learn how to be like a chef. And you probably ever like,
2: start anything, you hit me up. And I'll I don't want to start a restaurant. I'll man. be a road dog. Without the
0: ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: I want to like, I want to do like, I would want to like create stuff. And like get it in stores and stuff like that. Oh, you know want some I mean?
2: Mr. Beast like, kind of thing? You yeah, want like a? I'm
1: thinking more big picture. I've had enough time in restaurants. I'm good on restaurants. I hate. You. <laughs> I hate you. And if you want to talk about a music venue, we can talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about it's, I'm just it's, I'm it's done. Your your game, baby. I'm done. I'm done with the restaurant game, man. But I, I did 10 years of it, man, and I loved every minute of it, and um met a, a lot of life is that your lifelong wolf? friends, you know.
2: Did you meet a lot of the people that transformed the way you thought about music and how you pursued dude, music? So, the While you were in the restaurant. The restaurant
1: business taught me how to think about life. The restaurant business. What's going on around and, here, dude, Tyler? There's a, there's a level. So, uh, Anthony Bourdain said something one time um, that really resonated with me um, that anybody who's worked in a restaurant will resonate with. Um, He said there's a level of empathy that you can only learn working in the restaurant industry and there's no words ever true like been spoken truer words never been spoken like there's just a level of empathy you learn for the world when you work in a restaurant man it's because people when customers come into a restaurant they become the worst version of themselves most not everybody but everybody has a day too you know what I mean? But yeah, people day. tend to become the worst version of themselves. Ever been a Waffle House? A Hello. Yes, man. I'm telling you. it's And so you have to learn a level of, like, swallowing your pride and knowing that if you say what deserves to be said in this moment to these people, you lose your job and your way of paying your bills. So, like, you have to... And what he means is, like, there's a level of empathy that you learn of, like... These people have something going on today that I don't know about, so I'm gonna let them be an asshole to me and just get it off their chest. And I'm just gonna do whatever needs to be done to like make their experience better and get them out of here. Hopefully, they'll be smiling by the end of it. I you think, know?
2: I think that gave you a good grasp when it came to songwriting as far as like expressing yourself with your voice. And let me give you an example. And I said it on the previous episode, but I'll bring it up again is Marvin Gaye, when he covered... Now it it was a cover, and I want you to hear me out now. Uh, heard it through the grapevine. A lot of people remember it being a CCR it a song. Yeah. It wasn't by CCR. That, yeah. song, that song was a failure three times over before Marvin Gaye yeah. had it. And this is the point that I'm making for you right now when you talk about the service who industry. The
1: biggest, who had the biggest hit with it? Those little fucking raisins.
2: <laughs> That's the point. You know what I'm, I'm talking about. Man. But 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 the ahead, point of but the point about you're not wrong. But the point <laughs> the point about the Marvin Gaye hit was like he it was it was spiked up a little bit higher than what he could sing, and so there was a bit of a strain. It was strenuous. It was it was a strain, and I think it was it was a call out to what it means because like. When I think about singer songwriters today and even front mans who are writing songs, whether it be punk or whatever it is, it's like they're coming from a a perspective of the service industry. And that is like something I think about when it comes to uh, the song Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye. It's like the thing if you listen to a Marvin Gaye song and then you listen to Heard It Through the Grapevine, it was actually cued up a little bit higher to where Marvin Gaye had to strain a little bit, and if you listen to the way that the chords were structured, yeah, like it was six minor or four and a five, but like whatever you want to say, it was it was everything was cued to make him strain. To make it toward like it was a little bit more impactful, yeah, and that would be the comment that I would make toward your house show tonight in the sunstroke house when I asked you to tell me a story that was <laughs> that was when yeah, that was when you finally got over yourself I did, and you finally started singing
1: i did I did, I quit holding back after you made me do that I was, man, so there's there's a level of like. It's funny, man. It's like when I play f- like these bigger festivals and stuff, and I go out on like a bigger stage with a, just a, like a shit ton of people out there. It's yeah. like I'm more comfortable in that scenario. Yeah, than no I shit. And what we did tonight—these like listening room house shows, man. Like, you know, the most nervous I get playing music is at like just a party when someone just hands me a guitar and they're like, "Hey, play us a song," and you look up and the whole room's just like. <laughs> You. Everybody's looking on at you. <laughs> you know, it's like that's when I get nervous. Yes. And tonight sure. was like that amplified, you know. But it was good for me, man, because it was like I was nervous the first like song or two is like I was getting it going and then as soon as you yelled that, man, as soon as you were like tell us a story, I laughed. It made me laugh first, and as soon as I laughed I relaxed. And then once I relaxed and got into the story, I because could tell, it was a funny story, I so could I was tell like, you were nervous. I was like, "This is a, this is good, man." I was like, "This is good. I need to tell this story and get over myself." And I did, man. And we we got rolling after that, man. It felt good. Yeah. The rest of the show felt great. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I needed dude, it. It's,
2: it's, I mean, I, I've been here a lot. Yeah. And I've seen that. And yeah. You know, sometimes. well it's
1: like I, i was telling you man i was like i literally just looking down at my guitar playing watching like watching my fingers while i'm playing just even looking down at my guitar i could fully see people in my peripherals like looking at me like on top of me you know what i mean like everybody's so it's like it was new man it was new territory for me but man did it feel good Like holy Let's talk about
2: the house show venue for a minute. Dude, this place. What do you make of it?
1: Sunstroke House, guys. If you have not seen a show here, please do yourself a favor and come. Because what they're doing here is very special. Um, There's not a whole lot of people across the country doing this. There needs to be a lot more of it. Um, It's incredible, man. Um, There's these people across the country um, like here who are just welcoming musicians into their lovely homes and turning it into a venue for the night. And, um, yeah, man, it's like a listening room type vibe. You know, there's usually like a 30 to 50 person max on the shows. Mm -hmm. Um, you make good money, man. You sell merch and you just, you have such a good time, man, because people are there for the music. They're quiet. They, you know, they listen to you, you sing and make your jokes and tell your stories. And it's just a great experience, man. I had so much fun. It's, a, you know, just a breath of fresh air, man. I mean, there's really there's is.
2: there's record labels. And uh, I'm blanking on the name of the re- label right now, but I'll mention uh, musicians from it. Will Johnson or uh, Say Hi. They used to be called Say Hi to Your Mom. Uh, people like that. Uh, they literally spend a quarter or half a year touring house shows. Yeah, and I have then, buddies
1: that only do house shows. That's, what, that's
2: what I'm saying by like Will Johnson. And I mean, dude, to be honest with you, the older I get, the the less I want to play in a bar scene. If I if I could Same, be if man. I could be in a listener, I'm honestly
1: like that? I've been avoiding the bars a lot, man. Um, speak on we've, that. We've we've turned down I've turned down more gigs than I've played the last couple years, like hands down, for sure. Um just because so man, look, I look at it like this. I'm a singer songwriter for what I do <coughs> about for about ninety minutes. It's an hour and a half for about 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. I can really hold your attention, and we can have a really great show, just me and my guitar. And I can, we can lock in, and I'll have your attention. Once you get past those 90 minutes, is when you start seeing people are like, okay,
2: meander. You
1: know what I mean? It's like you start. It's like people lose. Like it's not natural, (coughs) in my opinion. It's not natural to sing first of all for a human voice to sing for three or four hours no it's not good for your voice it's horrible for you no um, it should be
2: like 45 to and an hour on top and
1: of that most of us are like having a beer too while we're singing which is also bad for you you know yeah. um um or vaping and smoking and all that too um you know but what about that? we you know mm-hmm like i said i think i can really hold your attention for about 90 minutes and we have a really good experience and you really enjoy yourself and then we can break off and let's hang out you know like tonight the show ended and i get to these house shows i get to go and mingle with everyone and we all get to hang out we had dessert after the show tonight it was instead of dinner and a show it was a show and dessert afterwards and it you was so course, cool. Man. And we got to hang out and, and mingle and, and meet everybody. And like, people are buying merch, you know. And like, it's just a great experience, man. And I just, I wish more people did it. It's very popular in Europe, man. It's a huge thing in Europe, man. They're doing Big house thing. shows all over Europe, man. Um, but it's, uh, and it's what it does is it creates an experience where people aren't talking over the musicians, people are there
2: listening it's a real show to hear you know i mean realistically like think about your favorite singer-songwriters and this is why like and i've told you this before we started this like, i just knew you were from alabama <laughs> you know? I, was like, I just pegged you for it it was like oh he's from Hattiesburg." i was like you're not I'm
1: the first person it, you're not the first person to uh make that assumption about but it.
2: like your your way about songwriting, the way that you deliver yourself is, uh, and I, I've been around. We're in Mississippi. I've been around plenty yeah. of Mississippians, but the way that you deliver and lay out your music is very Alabamian to me. When it comes to like a Taylor Hollingsworth yeah. or Will Stewart, um, a Jason Isbell. Or, I love Jason. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a just, big fan of Jason. When, so. when you when you catch these people in a small room. Yeah. Like John Paul or, yeah. you know, it's yeah. Uh Abe part Will's great
1: too, man. Will's awesome. And Abe is, man
2: Yeah.
1: Abe's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, and we can continue, continue is, to go down the line, but dude, like i, I was I, I, blown I was my mind a few times. I was man. very impressed, like uh, Jamie, shout out to, the, you know, Jamie, who hosts yes, all this. Jamie, shout out to her.
1: Jamie is so great. Man. She shared
2: awesome. so many. Her husband, too. Both of them are great. Tommy, yeah. Tommy's the man. Tommy is wonderful. Um,
1: he's the key ingredient to all of it. People don't realize. He's, I saw him behind the scenes all night. He's just, a behind-the-scenes guy. He's working, man. He's just working the whole time. Yeah, he's, he's cooking, dude. Yeah, man.
2: He's cleaning. <laughs> and, uh, but, dude, like, uh, do you... You have that mentality. What I would say would be like to the Will Stewart's or to the Hansworth, or Partridge's, partridges. Yeah. And like, what's stupid? And I know I'm wrong. Yeah. But what do you think about when you think Mississippi? You, um, th- you, th- you think a whole lot about the blues, and then you think of like Blind so, Melon. All right. Are Mississippi. I love Blind Melon. Are the North, North of, Mississippi before, All Stars. Before we
1: get too far, I do love I love Luther. North Mississippi All Stars and Blind Melon are two of my favorites, man. I, I love, I've gotten to meet Luther a couple of times. He's so nice, such a cra- great guy. um Love those guys. But when I think of Mississippi, man, it's like, I know we have like the Blues ties, and I do think of like that is very Mississippi. Um, But, man, where I'm from, though, my experience growing up in Mississippi, um, I've spent a lot of time around Carrie Hudson, man. Uh, Carrie's a badass, man. Um, Come on. Come um, on. Come on. Stephen Wade Scott is a great songwriter, man. Um, These, uh, you know, the guys that I was in the bands, you know, Shelby Kemp um, plays with Roll Horses now, and uh, Shelby's a great songwriter, man. It's like. All these guys, it's like, they're just this hotbed of songwriters um, where I'm from, man. And they're not just the
2: Mississippi Blues or what you would typically think. They're
1: not, man. They're not. And it's kind of its own thing, too. It's like its own, like, little vibe, man. Um, But, yeah, man, I uh, I spent a lot of time coming up, you know, like, the bands when I was coming up was, like, Pine Belt Pickers and Carrie Hudson and, um, you know... uh, golly man we had like roundhouse groove and prophets funk perpetrator and um you know like just all these like different genres and styles it's just like it was all over the place man and Hattiesburg's just always been like that it's just like a little bit of everything man um you know and getting to see guys like Carrie you know Carrie was in uh Carrie Hudson was in Blue Mountain um yeah, well, still is like they're still doing. They've gotten back together and been doing shows uh, as of late, um, I believe. And uh, you know, Carrie's just a fantastic songwriter. He's had a great run with Blue Mountain. He's had a great run as a solo artist. And um, you know, I think getting to be around guys like that and them being in the town that <clears throat> you know you're coming up in, and make they just kind of made it seem possible you know they were like made it seem not not in a oh i can do that kind of way but like uh in a way of like Damn, these man. guys are from where i'm from man Damn. they're they just they care about it enough and work their ass off and like it's they they're the guys that showed me that like yeah you can do this it's work it's like that's the i think a big misconception with <laughs> that, musicians uh, <laughs> from the outside looking is- in all these people see is us playing a show. That's the only part of it that they see, you know? They don't see yeah. all the work that goes into all it, right. man. Like, there's... That that 90 minutes that I'm on stage that you see is my payoff for all of it. You know what I mean? That's me getting my release and having a good time. Sure. That's the... That's just as good as the paycheck I get afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that's how I get my, my emotions out, you know? But... Like you guys, the, w- all the stuff that I do in between to be able to have that ninety minutes is very much a job and work, and like it's not stuff that I enjoy doing. And you know what I mean. Like there's a lot of bullshit that comes with it too, but I would much rather do that than any job on the planet. You know what sure. I mean? I, all that's worth having to do to be able to have my ninety minutes. You yeah. Know? So it's just you have whatever it is in life that gets you going, man. You gotta. Chase it and and I figure just, out what what you got to do to be able to do it.
2: I just time. recently uh, s- shared uh, some of my personal music on like Spotify or Apple Music or Apple. like
1: you just put some music out. You mean?
2: Oh, it's been recorded for. I've I've had a record out for a year. Like, oh, okay. Like everything that I've ever done. Yeah. Like you had to physically have it.
1: Are you going to send me a link when we get done? Send me a link, please. I want to check you. it out.
2: I'll give you a physical copy of the record. Dude, before you leave town tomorrow
1: We'll trade. We'll trade up on some merch. Then let's do it.
2: I think that's that's the move. But um, yeah, I just I, I I finally opened this up, and the main reason for it was is a dear friend of mine. She's leaving the country, and uh, she's like, I ain't gonna be able to sit with you anymore and hear you play. Are you gonna send me off? And I was like, better yet, I'll put you in my pocket, vice versa, right? <laughs> I'll put me in your pocket.
1: There you go. That's
2: what I meant to say. And um, yeah, uh, and I'm happy about that because like I'm I'm beginning to, and it's just through, it's a vulnerable thing. It's just that's what people don't realize. And it's yeah, just it's through it, porch talk is. The vulnerability of it? Sure. Yeah. And it's gonna be very vulnerable because like I'm not gonna go to a studio and like do this really fun mix. No, I'm gonna mix and master it out of my bedroom. Well,
1: there's this is what okay. <laughs> All musicians listen. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Look, man, this whole I'm not gonna get into how much I spent making my record. <laughs> it's a lot uh <laughs> and it's you know some of it was necessary yes but look man y'all this is what y'all gotta realize technology is insane right mhm the when you go to one of these big nice studios or one of these like you know historic like fame and Muscle Shoals is fantastic uh welcome to 1979 in Nashville is incredible um you know when uh downman sounds in new orleans is really cool uh my buddy uh um my um i've got two guys that play fiddle in my band um whoever's available out of the two um but one of them uh i'll shout them both out because i love you guys rurik noonan is who played on my record and anything that i any music i have out right now rurik is uh who you're hearing he's just an incredible talented dude my other guy is Mike Harvey, who's also incredibly talented and also super fun to play with, but he's uh, an incredible engineer. He's about to open a badass studio in uh, New Orleans. He's been, like, recording people for a while, um, but he's, like, building his own, like, standalone spot now, and um, he's about to... He do, he's a wizard, man. Um, but yeah, so, like, these places are great, man, and they're awesome. And all people that you should work with. But at the end of the day, man, I look at it like this. I think you have to earn the right to record in some of these places. Like, And what I mean by that is, like, you need to get to a certain level to where that expense isn't such a big deal. Because that what you're paying for to go into, like, these places in Nashville and, like, these big, nice studios, you know, like you're paying for the nostalgia and the experience and the, like filling something while you're in there, you know, and getting inspired in this place, you know, like you're paying for that. Yeah. I you hope know? you're doing something more than, but if you've with, got your record yeah. and you know, you're not like, you're not, I would pay to go to one of these places if I was going and I was going to write the record in the studio while I'm recording it. Right. Sure. Um, but, like, if you've got your songs and you're ready to record and you know somebody that's got a really sweet setup in their house and has a, just a really good software, they can do everything that these other places are doing. And for the most part, you know, unless this some studios are recording to tape or something crazy like that, like, these, these softwares, like Pro Tools and stuff and whatever everybody likes to use is insane what you can do now in your house man and so save I say save your money record it record as cheaply as possible and then when you have a good product spend your money on like mixing and mastering you know find somebody that's really good at mixing and mastering spend your money there and then spend your money on the streams man spend your money on getting on playlist and promotion and all that stuff and get sure Cause what's the point in making it if you're not putting it in front of people if you're not getting it in front of as many people as possible and i didn't learn about this i've put out records and eps and not put not, didn't know about any of this stuff man like i just didn't know you know and we just know no, I, I think you're being
2: out. i think you're being dishonest with yourself it's not that you didn't know i think you were being a little pretentious like, a little you're okay, yes. You're right. Like I think I, there I, was a piece I, I'm of it I'm gonna put it out and I'm not gonna tell nobody. A, and
1: we never put the time in to learn it. We've had people telling us to and like I, it
2: out and we just were like nah. I'm gonna put it out because I don't know how to actually get it out. Does you that make are, sense? You're
1: one hundred percent correct. Does that make sense? There's a level of that to it as well. Yes. I, I But also
2: it's really that. easy to level with that.
1: I agree, man. And yeah. it's what, um, but when I started figuring this shit out man and how to work the system a little bit if you will man if you're not putting money behind the streams and putting money behind your music when you put it out you're literally putting out music for all your buddies to listen to Cause that's the only people that's going to hear it is the people that you know personally that know you put music out Those are the only people that are going to hear it unless you put money behind it and get it in front of people You know, that's the business, man. That's what the streaming world is, you know? And it's not, what I'm saying is, it's not like bots and all that shit. Like they will catch you and you'll get in trouble for doing that kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is there are people and really good companies out there that are playlist curators. And what they do is they make playlists, genuine playlists that people really listen to and have on their phone and they put you on these successful playlists, and you get real genuine streams. And what happens is, is they can guarantee you that these many people are going to hear it. And then, if you're putting out a good product, those people are going to come back, and they're going to follow you, and they're going to listen to it again. You know, and you think you
2: you think you'll create a real fan out of that? Is that I what do. you're saying?
1: I do, man. Cool. I think, I think this is how these guys are creating their fan bases. That's a days.
2: curation of how a fan is made every band it's a digital world man it's a digital world and i'm a small girl (laughs) i'm i and i'm not disagreeing with you dude at all but i'll say this there's still um, but
1: the, the ultimate way to build a fan base is still find a van hit the road and play shows
2: um it's in person it's always in person but I, I do not disagree with the fact that like if you have it available online yeah. and it's in front of somebody... But having the streams it looking helps. good, it
1: helps you find helps. those shows. It helps get you out on the road. It helps booking. It helps make that side of it easier.
2: Tyler, transitioning uh, from band... And I know you may play with a band now.
1: I do have a band. I do have a band.
2: Uh, and transition. To playing by yourself as the solo um, is it tough
1: I love both I like love both and how
2: so do much. you approach um, you know what answer the answer that like uh answer the first question no that's the second
1: I do love both man I love both i so there's something about. Being in a, on a stage by yourself, just you and your guitar and just, you know, laying it all out there for everybody. Man. Mm-hmm. There's something about that experience that I really love and that's what I do most of is hit the road by myself and play shows. It's the best way to make money um, and like really make a living. Um, but man, I'd be lying if I said when I get a weekend to go out with my band that I'm just like... There's a part of me that's Schema. like I could do this every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so fun, man. do not feel better? It's so much fun, man. It feels I just so much and I, I play. I play with guys from New Orleans that are just top-notch musicians, and they just they really dig the music, and they're you know they 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 really you know make it easy playing with them man and it's so fun it's such a good time man and i love that new orleans scene i love i love all those guys down there man they they have figured out if you haven't checked into how the new orleans music scene operates man those guys have it figured out it's a network man those guys have a union they have a union they have musicians health insurance like it's insane man they've literally figured it out man (laughs) <laughs> but the city supports it that's what it takes you know it's like the city supports them you know and so if you don't have that it's hard what's your what's your I know this is your interview but what's your go
2: to instrument guitar
1: guitar that's like you're a guitar player is what but you're I'll, I'll be honest
2: with you dude. It's like i really love the bass yeah i'll slap that thing yeah your base oh, I'll, I'll put it on you like baby. do you own
1: bass gear like are you a bass player as well oh yeah nice right on
2: yeah it's, it's
1: duly noted <laughs> i, like I to keep love a, I like bass to, i like to keep a list of bass players man you, so the deal with bass players is they're the hardest ones to keep around Because the good ones are in like 15 bands. (laughs) That's what what they do. What they do. Dude, a good bass player, if you're a musician and you you want to solidify a career and know that you have steady income every week for the rest of your life, just get really good at bass Mm -hmm. and you will have a calendar full of gigs
2: always (laughs) I just had my first open audition and the tryout is coming up (laughs) really I hope so yeah
1: Anyway, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I missed the joke. I'm an idiot. Yes, <laughs> yes. The the audition is is coming up. I'm with you now. We're on the same page. I'll let you know. Uh, I'll let you know when it's scheduled. You can come yeah. down to Hattiesburg and hang out for a couple of days. Uh,
2: don't tempt me with a good time. Man, come on down, man. Dude, you need
1: You would love Hattiesburg, dude. It's a fun time, man. Dude, uh, my favorite. My my, uh, my 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 like my watering hole where I like to go and drink beer the most is grilling grocery, man. Shout out to Carl and Tina. I love going and, uh, and hanging out with the, the homies and, and, and drinking some beers, man. It's a, it's a good time over there. And they, uh, they love original music there. They got a cool room. Um, it's always fun, man. Just nothing but characters in there. Uh, and the Puckets, man. Uh, Allison and and Chris man they put on some good they got a really awesome festival and they put on shows at uh, Keg and Barrel in Hasberg now man Um, you know we still got uh, Brewskies is still doing shows and uh, we've uh we lost the the thirsty hippo recently. Brad shut it down, but I saw an announcement the other day. Somebody bought it and uh, bringing the venue back. So hey, oh, about to get another new venue. I'm excited about that. Uh, the Switchyard, man. Switchyard is a cool spot in town. Louie over there, man. Louie's um, doing some cool stuff, man. He got he uh, bought this old warehouse in downtown and turned it into uh, a really cool music venue, man. Um, but yeah, we got some, we got some cool spots, man. We got some fun stuff going on, Tyler,
2: some good festivals. <clears throat> hit my time limit. <laughs> One I thing got,
1: I can do is run my mouth, man. I got three
2: <laughs> questions to walk out of the door, and you are invited, back, by, by the way, I love oh, having my man. you.
1: Thank you for having me. We had a fun.
2: I want to play guitar with you next time. We'll we'll play guitar. Please do, man. Please do. Next time you come on, we'll play guitar together. Yes, dude. You're always welcome uh, around, uh, man. First, first question: Walking out the door, is tell us about the social. How, how can we connect with you on the social media? What can we do?
1: Um. So all social media platforms, I I believe. All of them. I'm um, at Tyler Tisdale Music. Should be at least. Uh, Is there an
2: underscore or anything to be aware n- of?
1: Not on Facebook and uh, Instagram, which are the only two that I really operate on anyways. it's Both of those are just at Tyler Tisdale
2: Music. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then uh, those are the best ways to keep up with shows and all that. If you want
2: to get us political taste, you go to Twitter.
1: Um, yeah, now Twitter, <laughs> Twitter. I believe there's a, I believe there's an underscore uh, at the end of Twitter. Oh um, man! But uh, but yeah. Hell
2: yeah, you're there. Uh, <laughs>
1: I'm on there. I, I was that one's mostly to see other people's political takes. Yeah, yeah,
2: dude. <laughs> dude I, I love it on uh, Twitter. But my just website server.
1: My website too. Oh, plug uh, that. Uh, TylerTisdaleMusic.com. Man, you can go. You, you got gotta gotta a .com. You, I got a yeah, .net. Dude, I'm a cheap. Wix, man. I got on Wix. Damn, uh, you man, got dot that com. dot com,
2: dude. <laughs> Paid for three sure. years up front, baby. Uh yeah. Say it man. say it one more time.
1: Tyler dot com, man.
2: Spell it out for them if they T Y
1: L uh, E R T I S D A L E music dot com.
2: What's on there? If they go.
1: Um, so it's got uh bio, there's a merch store, there's uh uh, tour dates and uh, which I got to—I need to get a lot better at uh, updating the tour dates on there. Um, but Preach. tour dates, merch, uh, bio. If you're new to my music and want to know a little bit about me, um, some pictures and stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, just uh, just kind of all in one inclusive spot. You can get to all my social media from my website too. It's got links to everything on there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, man, I got a YouTube channel too. You can check out my YouTube channel. Check yeah. out videos. About post to have a, to right to a new
2: video to check out. Yeah, you.
1: man. Yeah, dude. Um, to but probably, yeah.
2: Probably Question that's, that's three. That's way to keep up, man. Question three. To walk out of the door. What is the most pressing thing on Tyler's mind? What do you, what do you lay up? Um. At bed late at night about.
1: How do I keep my wife happy? Uh, (laughs) Hell yeah. I think that's every every married man's uh, number one uh, thing on his mind most most days. Um, But, man, it's just honestly, man, uh, right now, it's just the most pressing thing on my mind is writing music, man. It really is. I want to keep creating new music and keep putting music out. I think I'm going to... I think I'm gonna explore this time of creativity that I'm feeling right now, and just uh, you know, I I want to make another record eventually, but it's so expensive too. And yeah, it is. I'm feeling I'm feeling very creative right now, and I think I'm just gonna do the singles game for a little bit and just write songs, record them, and put them out, man, and just uh, let the world have them for a little while. And uh, yeah, just keep doing my Tyler pistol
2: Extension of the interview. Where does inspiration come from?
1: Uh, life, man. I think uh, We're
2: speaking broadly.
1: Um we are the man. song
2: uh just to give everyone context. Do you remember the song that you opened with?
1: The first song of the night?
2: No, 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 no. The song you open the show. Up
1: with. Oh yes, yes. That's my new single, Holding Back Time. Yes.
2: where did it come from?
1: Um, so it literally comes from uh some I have uh, a couple of people in my life that are bipolar and I've always stop
2: talking about me like that
1: <laughs> man I've, <laughs> I've always you know like I've seen them go through their struggles with it and it's always I've just been like man that has got to be one interesting way to go through life and uh, so I wrote a song about it and then After I wrote the song, my uncle passed away, and I found out that he found out in his fifties, like very recently before he passed away, that he was bipolar, and been bipolar uh, probably his whole life. And you know, it's just he he came up in a different time, you know. But um, you know, it's just interesting to think of how maybe his life could have been a little different, you know, if if that had been addressed sooner. Um, and I think that's the case for a lot of people and, um, but yeah, it just was kind of interesting how I wrote the song and then found out about that. That happened after, um, just funny how life works sometimes, but, um, so yeah, I kind of at shows lately have been dedicating that song to him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, holding back time, it's just about, experiencing extreme highs and extreme lows and trying to find the balance in the middle of it all man which in a lot of ways is kind of life you know that's kind of what we're all trying to do i feel like
2: without any further ado we'll sign out now tyler thank you so much
1: brother thanks for having me man it's been an absolute pleasure great meeting you man right here
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app